Hello, and welcome to the Serving Love Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I will be your humble host. Serving Love is an exploration around some of the paths to show up and live as love and to be of service to something greater than ourselves. We will dive deep into topics such as sacred sex, God, goddess, spirituality, and an array of modalities in the world of personal growth. I feel so honored to have the privilege to share with you here. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Serving Love Podcast. Today on the show, we have Sasha and Moritz Kirkman Hood. Hello. Hi, Hi. we're so glad to be here. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you. It's um, so interesting. You know, we've met probably, oh gosh, I don't even know how many years ago, but we haven't dropped in deeply or really connected all that much other than at events and some of the communities that we're a part of. And yeah, I've just been feeling you both lately with the work that you are up to. And I'm so excited to get into it and get to know you better and hear more about it. So thank you for saying yes. Thank you for having us. We're so glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So Sasha and Moritz, um, they uh, they do couples work, so they are intimacy coaches for couples, and they have a three-year-old son, and they've been doing this work on their own and together for a long time, so they have a ton of experience and super skillful um, at what they do, so uh, tell us more. Like, what does this couples work look like? Um, I'd love to hear your take on it and your flavor. Yeah. Can I start? I can. Yeah, we've been, so Sasha and I have been doing this work for a combined 20 years um, together, not together, apart and together. And um, yeah, we've been, God, where to start? Like we've been basically, we, I would say like we had our, our grandmother um, teachers at some point. And now we've really like, taken what we've learned and integrated on a daily basis. And um, what's really important for us is to have um, common practices that we, that we do as a couple. And um, I would say what our, um, what our speciality is, is really to help people like live relationships that are fully authentic, turned on and that are geared towards a greater vision beautiful yeah I would also add that like we are passionate practitioners of the work that we do with people so it's not like we're just like oh we've graduated from the school of learning all these things and now we just impart them we are constantly like what is our next thing what are we creating what's our next big vision for our own lives how are we using our relationship as a catalyst for the kinds of change that we want to have and building towards like living our life really guided by listening to our own desire, listening to, um, to our higher knowing and then coming together and like finding things that we're doing each day with each other and like using the challenges that we have in relationship. You know, I like to say like we're practitioners using those challenges to help us grow, to have more to offer our clients and, uh, more to offer the world. Cause that's really like, that's why we live our lives this way. It's not, I would say it's, it's not the easiest way to live, but it's mm-hmm. a lot and it does offer a lot to other people and to us in that growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. And I think like, um, another part that's really important for us is that like, we always look at what is our shared experience? Like what is our, Um, what is our shared desire like I think there's like for there's like the individual um, path when people come together I think there are still very much like two individual cells trying to like live together and um, a lot of what we talk about with people is how you can how you can use desire and how you can use your connection to your body in order to um, create a relationship where there is an intuitive um always present thread of connection that like basically informs both people about what is what is going to happen and what is needed in order to 
yeah, live a, live a, live a life that is like, um, rich and nourishing and also like moves towards what you truly want. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I love that. And I know you both met in the rooms at one taste, correct? Is that where you met? So, yeah. (laughs) So you met in some of like the most intensive personal development rooms that I know of on this planet. So you were doing this work on your own and then it brought you together. And so I'm curious, like, what did that look like? How, how was it when you first met and, you know, both being on this path in that way and then coming together and building this life that you have now together? Mm-hmm. I, I want to say something for the women, because I know that you probably have women who are listening that are not in relationship that want to be in relationship and they want to be in relationship with a man who's conscious and committed. And they're like, I get that because <laughs> talk to a lot of women and I know women want that. <laughs> and I just want to say that something that was two kind of small, but major pieces that were going on for me around the time that Moritz and I started um, deepening our relationship and like really going into a partnership together. One of them was that I had started to get really honest with every man in my world that I was interacting with, I realized where I was like, oh, I'm saving, really telling the truth and really like saying what I really want and saying how I really want things to go and what really works for me, what really doesn't. I'm saving that for when I meet the one and I'm not being honest with all these men. And, you know, I was actually pretty good at being honest with women at that point. But for me, I was like, oh, it's like too much work to make an adjustment of a man who I I'm not going to be in deep intimacy with. So I just won't do that. Mm-hmm. And I started to notice that and started to have a practice of doing that with men that I was maybe being intimate with, but not in a deep relationship with, or even someone that I was just meeting on the street or like interacting with in the grocery store. I just started to get more honest with men as a practice. And right when I started to do that, this man walked into my life. And I don't think those two things are unrelated. I think those are related. Mm-hmm. And the other piece I want to share is just that um very early in our relating with each other uh Moritz had this conviction I'm sure he'll talk about this of knowing that he wanted to be with me and really like bringing that commitment forward before I was really able to name it in myself and before I was really able to acknowledge how much I wanted it he was like I love you and I just want to be with you and I'm clear that this is right and I'm here no matter what Oh, well, that turns me on hearing that. <laughs> like, right? right? And I was a little scared. I like, I had traditionally gone after men who were so present and such a yes to me. I was much more in the, in the role of like, I'm going to go after someone that I have to like chase and like work and like, oh, I can convince them. And um, that was a real pattern for me. And so uh, the beginning of our relationship was really changing that we said bending the paper in the other direction you're trying something that was really opposite from what I was used to in saying oh I I feel that same thing he's naming and verbalizing and it does turn me on and it also scares me because I've never been able to open myself up when somebody's coming towards me and saying I want you um so allowing myself to say yes to that was a big edge for me at the time and And I think instrumental in creating, like we really do have a deep commitment with each other. That's unlike anything either one of us has ever experienced Um, Mm -hmm. with a lot of like freedom and beautiful things folded into that commitment. But, um, but really a commitment that started very early on, like knowing, okay, he said, I love you and I want this and I feel the truth of it. And I'm here no matter what kind of like, I'm here even if you don't ever feel the same way. And that was so powerful to receive that and so hot, but also so scary. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, Moritz. Okay. So tell us what inspired you. Like what was the thing or the feeling that had you immediately feel like a fuck yes to this woman in this way? Yeah. Um, well, so like before, before that, like I would say like I came, so I worked in the fashion world for like, a really long time like I lived in in Paris and in in London after I moved away from Germany with I think like 19 or 20 now 19 um and um I was like it was like I was a kind of like at the top of my game there already like working with like 
people like Abe Moss and Naomi Campbell and like working on shoots for Chanel and Amani. And it was like amazing. I had my own work published in Vogue, but there was just, there was just a way in which all of these things didn't really make me happy. And I was um, struggling with addiction. I was struggling with mental health issues. And um, I would say that like leading up to meeting Sasha, I was doing a lot of work on um, freeing myself, like finding a new perspective onto life. Because back in that period, like it was amazing the work that I've done there and, and, and it gave me so much experience that I'm very grateful for. But I got into a point uh, where I was massively unhappy in my life. And, um, and, uh, and I also, because it, that, that feeling inside me was like already persistent for so, so many years, like basically like somewhat branching back into my childhood, I also was not sure whether I can be at all happy, whether I can be at all fulfilled and like expressed. And um, I think it was like, for me, what happened was like, if I continue this way, my I, my life won't be very long anymore. Like th that is something that I knew. And so for me, it was like, I, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to make a full cut and try something different. And I left all of that behind. And um, I, I remember the first thing that I picked up was meditation. That was something that like already as a kid, like I had a book about meditation and that was something that was always with me I was like wow that's a that's an important thing that I want to pursue at some point and um and so like leading up to this like I was I was in a I was in a few relationships but they were they were masses basically they were huge masses and um it would always be like two years um and then eventually I would fall out of um, love with the person and I would sort of like try to keep myself in but like always feel the pull away from it so it was always like in a position of being split inside like I want a relationship I don't want this relationship and always living with that thing like like to the degree where like I would look at my partner and like yeah I love this person but I also like they disgust me and I hate them and I don't want them right and um, at that time, I couldn't identify what that was, which like now I know that's resentment, right? That's resentment that's building. And um, and the and the aversion that comes with relationship as well. And if you don't know how to work with um, resentment and how to work with aversion in in your uh, marriage, it's doomed to fail. Like, like eventually you'll just want to pull away from that thing. And, um, I was at that time with, um, with another woman and, um, that relationship was amazing, taught me so many things, but I felt, I felt the same way. And there was also something deeper that was like, this isn't the right place for me. And, um, we, we just started to date open um, and I encouraged her for a period of time to, to pursue a desire that she had to the point where she had a, a really big opening. And then in return, she asked me like, like, I think you should also see if there's someone that you would like to have a makeout with or that you would like to have a date with. And I was in America at that time. And, um, and that was the first time because I was like, at that point in my life, I was wanting open relationship and, and she didn't. And um, so she asked me and, um, and I was like, okay, well, fine. And um, she was like, who would be the most scary person to ask right now? And, um, and I immediately knew, I immediately knew <laughs> who the most scary person was. And um, I was still very like, I was still very shy. I mean, I'm still shy, but like, I was also very like retracted in a certain way. And um, so I sent her a text message and was like, Hey, do you want to have sex tonight? And um, she was like, you were the scary person. Scary okay. Person. okay. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and um, I would get a text back pretty much immediately. Um, that's just Sasha's style. Like her attention is out. And um, the oh. first one was yes. The second one was who is this? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! <gasps> um, oh my god, that was amazing. So okay. we spent we spent the night together and. Um, it was incredible. Like it was, it was an incredible, um, it was an incredible makeup, and um, it was nothing like anything before because it was not like on the first time. It often it's like there's a lot of performance, and you're like trying to impress the other person. Mm. And it was like the moment we were in bed, all of that actually dropped away, mm. and it was just like it was just the two of us. And it was just very sweet, but also like with a lot of power and and desire, and um, and it was just really tender. And um, I just want to interject and add something here that like for me, my background, I had I had already been doing the orgasmic meditation practice for like nine years at that point, so I had a lot of practice of hearing my own body knowing how to open no matter the circumstances, you know, like the, the me before I learned practices around consciousness and my body and sexuality and how to communicate Mm -hmm. might not have been like, Oh, text from someone I don't know. You know, like I knew it was someone in our community. It wasn't like a random stranger, but it was like someone that I didn't really know. Um, But being able to open. And I think that's what was so key to that first experience that we had together was like, we both had this big opening And that really came for me because of being able and willing to find the places in myself where I usually close or I usually like stay withdrawn or say like save something or like hold back. And I really was like willing to open all the way and you were too. And so there was something really powerful in that, that like both of us had this huge experience of feeling something that was greater than ourselves inside of that, having sex and having intimacy wasn't just like a um, run-of-the-mill encounter, but it was like both of us doing the work to be that open in that experience. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like I I went back to my bunk bed at that night um, and, um, and woke up the next day and just kind of like wanted to start my, my day business as usual. But the moment I walked out of that, like little dormitory that I was staying at um at that time like I think I took like 10 steps and then I was like oh wait a minute hold on what is this fuck mm. and I was just like <laughs> this knowing just dropped in I was like oh fuck I just met the woman of my life like that's very clear to me oh I have and, um, <laughs> yeah and um so there's a there's a way in which for me like I can be in a lot of confusion for a really long time but when when knowing comes and I get certain like I don't I don't fuck around with it anymore I'm like okay this is it like there's no question anymore and um I told her pretty much on the same day I was like hey I love you like there's I don't need to wait for anything here I know this is what this is what I was looking for my whole life. And um, yeah. And unless you want to say anything, I want to, I want to jump to one other part that will answer her question. Um, Her ex-partner basically um, came back after we dated for like for a while. I had been single for about a year Mm -hmm. at that time. But he was like, I think he was like partially like attracted by like the energy that was between us. And it was like uh, his last, like, Oh wow. Like this woman is now moving on if I don't make a move here. And um, there was this, there was this moment where we were all including him inside of a, um, inside of a one taste workshop. And um, he took the mic and proposed to Sasha and um, the two, I was also in the room and like, I was like, I was all over in love like crazy and um he, they went out and Sasha came back after they've been out for like half an hour discussing this thing 
And um, she took the mic and was like, I said, yes. <gasps> and um, I was like, what oh. is happening? Like, and you know, after the workshop, after it was done, she came to me basically and was like, hey, like, yes, I said, yes. Like, but here's the thing. I love you. I want to be with you. Like, I want this thing between you and I, but I also like, I felt like this is something that I that I desire and that I want to pursue with this with this man who was in my life for so long. And for me, what happened was I all of a sudden saw like two doors in front of me. One was like, I could pack my bags now, go home. This has only been going on for a month and a little bit, and leave it all behind, and I will recover from this and it will be okay. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, that I could do that and I could start a different life. Or, and there was another door, another door, and that door was guarded by, I all of a sudden saw all of the reactions of my family, all of the reactions of like what other people would think if I am not pursuing a woman who will be still available to be married by me, right? If I can't make her mine. And I somewhat managed to just clearly see through that stuff and was like, and through that door, what I will do is not, it's not about her, but what I commit to is not her, but it's my love. I found love. That's all I found in that moment. I was like clear. I found love. I found my heart. Mm. Not attached to this woman, but if I follow this thing, I stay right here and I don't care what's going to happen. I'm just going to stay in my commitment to love. That's all. And that's what I did in that moment. Wow. That is so powerful. I am like speechless. (laughs) I love hearing this and oh gosh, there's so many things in there to touch on, but just like hearing how each of you were on your own path up until that moment you had done so much work and the level of skill and attention and knowing of like how to follow love and how to be with that is like so profound and I would love to hear (laughs) obviously what happened after that like you said that terrified you Sasha like what did that feel like for you to receive that level of knowing from this man was like I'm not going anywhere I love you and yeah (laughs) you know the the thing that had me change my tune really was his ex-partner the other woman that he had been with before she and I spoke on the phone and um she said I really feel the connection between you two and it's so true and it's so real and like it doesn't matter if like it doesn't work with my my head wants it to be or whatever but like she really just acknowledged what she could witness and feel and see and like know to be true between the two of us and um it took another woman like this is what I say so often to clients and women that I work with and anybody in partnership who wants to be in partnership is like we need other women around us to back us, to tell us the truth, to remind us of who we are. Like, I love having a powerful partner in my life. He's like, he's, he's up to get more. Um, he's handling things. <laughs> we love this. Okay. Um, and, uh, and I need women. Like, I need women around to remind me of the things when I get scared, when I get you know, when I get angry and I want to annihilate him, like I need women around me to check me too. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this woman just beautifully acknowledged the truth of what she could feel and said, like, don't let your fear about me or about some other man or, you know, this other partner of mine that had been out of the picture for a year and suddenly was like, wait, I want to come back, you know? And I was, I was in a lot of clarity that like, I didn't want to be, in a monogamous shaped, um, relationship. And so I said like, yes, I love you. And yes, I love him. And like, that has to be okay. And I'm really clear that that's, what's true for me. And it's not going to go away. It's not going to go away because I wish it would, or I want to like be someone for a man to like 
help them know that they're secure because I'm not, it's like, this is just who I am and I can't get away from it. So what this woman said to me was like, I feel what's between you and you can't, you can't remove a part of who you are or change yourself in order to please anybody outside of you. It's like, you have to be right with you. And I just felt that like run through my body. I remember where I was sitting in the place I was renting at the time. I was like on the phone with her and, um, it was so profound for me. That was one of many experiences of women supporting me to get into the depth that I really crave in intimacy. You know, it doesn't happen. I like to say like, it doesn't happen alone in our little houses behind our white picket fences. Even though we still live in a culture that says we should want that. And I marketed that image all the time. Mm -hmm. And when it happens in community, it happens with support, happens with um, both of us being in a relationship that works because we have support in our relationship, not because we're doing it alone. Um, so from that moment, I really was like, okay, this is really scary. And I do want to do this differently than I've done, I've done it before. I do want to be able to be the woman who can open to receive the thing, the offer that's on the table from this man who's truly doing it from his own knowing that like, it's not like what he's going to get out of it. Right. It was like, it was feelable to me, even though I was nervous, you know, my, my biggest fear was like getting hurt and having my heart broken and like having somebody say they were going to commit and then not actually committing. Um, and I lived through that fear <laughs> actually <laughs> that did happen. Um, the other man that I was in partnership with at the beginning of my relationship with Moritz did end the commitment for his own reasons and I did have to live through that kind of heartbreak mm -hmm. um, and here I am telling the tale of it you know and I really just had to like be present and be open to feeling that right having those experiences of our worst fears sometimes we have to live through those things and feel them in order to become who we are mm -hmm. yeah thank you and I love hearing all of this because I think sometimes in this fairy tale culture we're taught that you just meet your person and then there you are, you right. know, it's just like, it is the white picket fence and we have the family and it's so good to hear the truth of like what Pete, like the journey that people go through to get to where they are. It's not linear. It is not always easy. And just also the way that you're coming together. It's like, I can feel the frequency of your partnership, like the truth of it, you know, like it had to take its time to unfurl, like for both of you to be able to fully receive like the full power of it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I love to say, because also I, I think it's really, it's not about the circumstances of it because um, like, for us, the next step was like I wanted to I wanted to come here and um to the United States and stay here and like live with them, you know. And um and then the the very next thing I packed everything up in the UK. I gave up my part my place, I gave up my studio and um sold pretty much like probably two thirds of everything that I had and um and and started to come over here to then be actually stuck at the border and um turned away and um uh, i got stripped of all my visa rights and i uh, was not allowed to come back into the united states and they were over there i was all of a sudden not able to go back to the uk because i had nothing left there so i was like thrown all the way back to my parents house. i just want to say i was waiting at the airport with <gasps> the balloon i had a heart balloon and i was so excited to see we were like long distance relationship for a while and I was like oh, you sit and wait and you walk people watch people walk out of security and like eventually they came out and like asked me some questions and they said he was gonna come out but he never did and so I just waited there for like hours waiting oh my god oh my and my phone basically went off in in London when I left and it didn't come back on for I don't know, 40, uh, 52 hours or something like that. Yeah. Until I was basically then turning it back on when I was back in the, um, landed back in the country where I came from. And, you know, after, after that, what happened was basically, um, Sasha, Sasha and I spent three years in Germany, um, working, 
working this whole system from the ground up in order to make this happen. So um, our relationship had this like radiant big moment. And I think it's like, sometimes we get that in order to know this is where we are headed, right? This is where you guys need to be going. But now we have to actually like go back into the darkness, so to say, and and do some more work. And um, and I think that is what makes us these days also so powerful in holding other people because we are like through our relationship that's now six years, um, like we've already been in such intense dark places together that we've basically um, worked our way out of. And um, we strongly believe that like any of these things, like even the troubles and the challenges that people have in their relationships, you got to go into those things. You got to like go in and, and work it from the ground up. And that's really how you get free as a couple, how you create a bigger vision and and everybody has these sort of like dark doors in their relationship cabinets that really need to be open and looked at otherwise you are always stuck in some form of dependency codependency in your relationship whether that's to each other or whether that's to your jobs and to the world around you and um that's basically like that's what i what i meant when i said we help couples work towards a greater vision we help them basically alchemize the challenges that they that they have in their life in order to know where they are headed, what's actually possible for them in their life. And it starts with desire. And I think a lot of couples who've never done any kind of work on themselves, or maybe they haven't done any deep work on desire, like maybe they're just hearing that word on your podcast for the first time, you know, it's something that they're like, oh, I want to know more, but I don't really understand it. And what are they talking about? Yes. I think it's hard to imagine even the good that can come in those visions. Like when we, when we do work with couples and we just taught a class the other night um, at the beginning of a series class. And at the first, the first night we have them all like sit and face their partners, you know, knee to knee, like really close together, looking into each other's eyes and like share desires with each other. And some of them had never done that before. They never had the experience of like, now you're going to speak desires aloud to your partner for two minutes and your partner is not going to do anything except listen and say, thank you. They're not going to respond. They're not going to go get you the thing you want. They're not responsible for it. You're just learning how to like hear it in your mind and speak it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for so many couples, you know, more talked about like the doors and the darkness and like the things we have to navigate most of us can't imagine how much good we want. Like if we looked at the beginning of a relationship and we could see the arc of our lives or the arc of a relationship and like all that's going to come out of it. And you told me at the very beginning, like the amazing, incredible, beautiful, powerful, soul shifting things that were going to happen. I wouldn't have believed that. Mm -hmm. I would have been like, that's a lie. Or like, that won't happen to me. Or, um, you know, I have like all kinds of ways that I want to sabotage or blow up those good things too and I think it takes time to grow into how big could our vision be and I think a lot of couples like when he first was like I want to come to the United States and live with you I was like haha like I couldn't even process it you know I didn't like I was like yes I love you and I want to be closer but like what does that mean what does it look like where will we live what will it be like you know and it's just I mean obviously also we've grown a family right that's something that so many people can't imagine until they're in it right until it's really happening and it's there's so many beautiful things on that path and so many challenges of course on that path but we can't imagine what we might be capable of as we grow our ability to receive as we grow our ability to navigate those dark doors right like that gives us that expands our ability to hold expands our ability to feel just literally what we can stay conscious physically in the body and be able to experience will grow as you do any kind of work where you learn more about yourself, where you go deeper, where you ask these kinds of questions, where you spend time with conscious people and in community, like you get to learn and you get to grow your capacity to feel. But at the beginning, it's really hard to imagine what that would look like. For sure. Yeah. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, you know, for, for people who haven't done any of this work before, I mean, I've seen it. It's terrifying. I've experienced this. Like if you're not used to 
expressing your desire, you don't have practice in that, like you could feel like you want to die. Right. So what would be something that you like would tell a couple or encourage or coach a couple to start practicing that if they've never done this before? Mm -hmm. Um, so what we what we see a lot um like i mean we've we've been working with couples for a really long time and what we what we see we notice of course also patterns that are just over and over happening is that often what is the case is that one person wants to do the work or wants to do mm, something and, so good. and the oh. other person doesn't right and there and, and there's this endless pattern of of blame where it's like well I want all of this but my partner doesn't or like it I have to say it is often the men who don't want to do this stuff it's it's also in um in the men's work that I that I offer it's so much harder to find men who are really willing and um who are really like ready to do some to do something um and I could go off on a tangent why why that why that is, but I think it's also um, it's like the 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 pressure that men have had on performing and on getting it right has been so intense for that that there's a certain sense of like a lot of men I think have given up and are like I'm just gonna go in my hibern into my hibernation because they don't believe anymore that there's something that's that's possible for them or they say i like i am exhausted i don't want to do this anymore you know i'm done and um but what i can say to any couple whoever whether like man or woman is if you feel a desire to do something do something just start for yourself and we have this actually also in our relationship over and over and over mm -hmm that like it's like she has a desire i don't feel i don't feel it right and the thing the trick really is you gotta go you gotta make the move if you feel the desire that's god's call on you that you've heard it first you are the one who's making a move the same the other way around like i sometimes like i can get furious right and like for, often for men the way men hear desire is they get angry that's the first way that men actually know something needs to happen is they get start to get angry and frustrated and they want to run away. That's often actually the time when it's like, well, if you wouldn't think that you're powerless over this, what would you be doing, right? What can you be doing here? And it's the same thing there. Like for me to be like, I'm going to start this, right? Like we just recently, like we, we went and deepened our practices and I felt like this is so important for us. If we want to like, if we want to create the stuff that we want to be creating right now, we need to up our game in this arena. And like, at first it was like talking at a wall. I'm like, what is happening? Like, why is nothing going through? Right. Until I was eventually like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do, I'm going to do this. I'm going to move into this direction. And and eventually your partner will see that you are actually accelerating in a certain direction. And what it is to me is like, often we try to communicate everything verbally, but we don't make a move. And sort of like when you are, when you work with a dog, you just don't, you don't tell the dog, let's go over there. And then the, you wait for the dog to start walking. No, but you actually, what you do, you don't even need to talk to the dog. You just start moving your body and the, and the body of the dog starts moving with yours and that's the same in in desire in relationship mm -hmm. wow thank you and i'm just gonna frame just i'm just loving listening to both of you speak about this because i can i can hear your brilliance and your level of skill and how deeply practiced you are like i could feel that in your relationship and um yeah this is amazing thank you so much so i'm curious like what your what you're up to now I know you have some things happening and how you're working with couples and would you speak more to that and and also how you work with couples and how they come to you and and what that looks like and different containers and all the things do you want to do that? yeah sure um well what we're cooking up at the moment um is a membership program and it actually has not launched yet but it is coming and your listeners are going to be the first hear about it 
Um, so it's going to be, I'm, I think in the fall, if we have a date, we'll give it to you for the show notes. Um, and it's going to be an opportunity to get some work with us without, um, you know, without, uh, just stay with what it is. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's going to be an opportunity to work with us for six months and it's going to be, um, We'll do some via Zoom so you can be anywhere in the world. Um, we'll do some coaching circles where we work with the couples who are on the um, each call uh, and go in with them on like what's really happening in your life now. And then there'll be some foundational things that they'll get in that program, um, but primarily they'll get to come and there'll be some special events through the six months that they're on, um, but it'll be an intimate group that gets some extremely powerful and quality attention from us and we've done a version before but we started having people ask for more time with us more time where we're working with couples because they get so much when they're like maybe it's not even what's happening for me but I hear what's going on in someone else's relationship and I remember something about myself or I remember how I want to more effectively communicate to my husband what I want right and so just being in that group experience is so powerful. So we've never done something quite like this and we're really excited to offer it. Yeah, and usually we um, we do work one-on-one with couples and this one, like the reason why we designed this is because the work in the group is so powerful. And um, what the experience of that six month is, is you with you and your partner, you are like really firmly held in our attention and in our system to bring out the stuff that you usually struggle bringing out together. And there's there's just, there's like alone you can go a certain way, but if you are actually held accountable and also have the attention of the, of the group and of us to really find out what is the real truth of the thing, not just 50% or not acquiescing into like some like comfortable alternative compensation but what's the real thing and then be held accountable in those six months you really accelerate your your relationship mm-hmm. so that's think, something that we huh? i was just gonna name that um the kind of people that are drawn to us are often so like a comment that a woman had who came on when we we did another version of something similar to this she was like wow everybody in the group was so vulnerable and mm-hmm. so willing to open up in the group I've never experienced a group that was like that because of the kind of field that you guys held. Like it just felt like everyone who was drawn to you was really willing to open and be seen and be felt. So I think a lot of times there's this fear of like, can I open? Is it safe to do it in a group with people? And I think what people will find in the clients that come to us is that they end up feeling so relaxed, like their fear and their vigilance about like, what if, what if I can't open in a group is actually the other way around. They're like, I felt more safe in this group with these coaches to really open and be true and authentic because other people were so vulnerable and so transparent. And then I like learned even more than I could imagine that I did, that I would. And it's definitely for, um, for couples who may have already done a little bit of this kind of work, who have a little bit of experience. This is definitely for couples who may also be already pretty good connected, but they just want to take it really to the next level. They really want to like use practices and use tools to not just like create a, like not just like come out of fighting, but like create an amazing relationship and create like a purposeful like family or relationship, whether that's with kids or without kids, doesn't really matter. Like people that want that, that's, that's who that is for. And um, I would say like the best opportunity for anyone who wants to find out more about this is to come to one of our free events. We like run twice a month, um, a couple's games night, and um, we play a couple of communication games that just actually gives you a, a taster it's kind of like you go into the movies and like you watch something really amazing and you get that state change you like come out of that movie and you're like wow i feel like bruce lee or like you know <laughs> that they do coming out of that room with you <laughs> yeah. you get that you get that state change and you get to feel what it's actually like when you really connected with your partner when you really feel seen when you really feel like met by 
by connection and attention and intimacy. And um, it, you get to drop into that for right. one night and like have a date night where you experience that and you take it with you. Yeah. So that that event is super amazing because it's sort of like a little lighthouse of what's possible. For mm, you. Yeah. So anyone is welcome to that event. And um, I would say we put the um, the link for the next one into the bio of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll put all the information in there. Um, of course my brain is good. I know we're almost coming to a close, but I'm like, oh my gosh, you're parents too. And it's like, and you're doing this work. And I feel like that's a whole other podcast about, you know, living in this way with a child, you know, yeah. and also yeah. just like, I mean, I, I see you on social media and I get the feeling for it, but like how you stay in deep, deep connection while also having a family in this way and having a big purpose in the world. And so thank you for modeling that for one, because I'm sure a lot of people struggle, right? Like how, how do we do this? How do we stay deeply connected, intimate? How do we have amazing sex? Like how do we, you know, keep building something together from a place of desire and truth and, um, yeah. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> We do recommend having regular, amazing sex yes. with your partner. It, <laughs> skills. it helps us regulate our nervous systems. It is a good thing. I just want to say, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, regular sex. Like when you're a parent, is that like once a month? And I'm here to say, no, yeah. that is many times a week. You know, it's not quite daily, but it's these days, it's, it's many days of the week. Let's say that. God, tell us a little more like because I feel like parents out there are, are wondering oh my gosh well how do I make time for that so how do you make it a priority <laughs> yeah I think part of it is like we do you know we talked already about a lot of different kinds of practices that we do but we really treat our sex life like a practice and we aren't like we have to have the perfect conditions or we can't like we need to like have the lipstick and the dates. And I think there's a lot of, especially for parents, because I think it's hard to drop in and be connected to your body. I mean, for me, just all speak to my experience as a mom who's breastfeeding a toddler, not, not all day anymore, but, um, but like has a lot of body connection. Anybody who has a toddler, whether, whether they breastfeed them or not, like kids are climbing on you all day long. So you always feel a little like, Oh, I'm touched by a child constantly. And you like, don't have a lot of personal space and course he climbs on my husband too you know it's not it's not only me um but we get this idea that like I can't open or I can't be sexy because I don't feel sexy all, all these other times in the day so it's like I have to do something in order to feel sexy mm-hmm. and my experience is really that it's kind of the other way around it's like when I open when I get really specific with my husband about how my body wants to be touched right now right it's like for five minutes, I want to receive this kind of touch. For five minutes, I want you to touch this part of my body. Or we know like if our kid is taking a nap or, you know, he's off to grandma's house or something like that, we're like, okay, we have a little bit of time. We're going to use that time to drop in. We're going to schedule it. We know he's going to grandma's on Friday at four. We have a break between four and five. We're going to like have our makeout then and prioritize it. And that can be a little like awkward at first, but what's resulted is we get more turned on. And then the next day we're like, let's make out again, right? It's like we get flirty, we get fun. We're like touching each other's bodies in the kitchen. You know, we're like, he's cooking dinner and I'm walking up behind him and like, just like putting my hands on his body in a way that feels good to me. Not just when we're having sex, but other times too. It's like, that physical touch. And that's a big one for the two of us. Physical touch is like such a nutrient that we can't do without. Yeah. And I I also want to add that, like, I think a lot of people spend a lot of time thinking about the resistance to the sex. So you waste a lot of time just being in the resistance to it. It's like, ah, no, right now it's not the, like, I do want it, but like right now it's not the right moment. Right. Or especially also for men, it's like, they then like become so comfortable that the alternative to the resistance is like, well, like I just wait for tonight. And then when she sleeps, I'm going to watch a porn and like, and do it myself. Right. And the thing that I work with, with, with men in my workshops a lot is take that desire that you funnel into, into porn that you just like basically waste 
alone because it's more comfortable and learn how to penetrate that resistance. And that that is like, it's a form of leadership. I, like I call it erotic leadership that you use this resistance actually to turn her on. Because this is like, you will I'm here to that. tell you all that it works. It's, it's my... <laughs> resistance but it's also when i once i've started to get vulnerable and navigate a little bit my internal resistance the next thing is that's going to happen is like well she has a migraine or she doesn't want it and she like has all these reasons right and and it's about like actually staying with your attention on that and learning how to how to navigate that with your partner and, and that's take that not just take that for for a given like I don't accept that actually I don't accept a relationship like this mm-hmm. I love that a lot of leadership oh my god yes <laughs> a lot of the work we do with people is like it's like spokes of a wheel and it all touches back onto this right because you know that like how we do something in one area really responds to and has a connection to what happens everywhere else so when that um resistance is being penetrated inside of uh you know our both of our relationship to our own sexuality and our own connection with our own bodies and then like how do we come together in that then we're able to do that in other areas right and so our clients often find that once they're learning how to do that in one small place where they had so much fear and so much resistance and we go in there and we support them and they like work out a little thing and they're like and then we had some clarity over here too, you know, and then like a fight they keep having stops happening or sex that they used to think they could only have once in a blue moon is suddenly happening three times a week. And they're like, wow, that's magical. And we're like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So good. I feel like we could go on and on about this stuff all day. I'm like such a nerd for it. I'm like, I want to hear everything, but we'll save that for all of the things that you have going on. Seriously, people go see everything that Sasha and Moritz are up to. We'll link all of it in the show notes. Thank you so much for saying yes to being on the show today. It was such a pleasure. And I'm just like, I'm blown away, like listening to the both of you and so inspired for my partnership to be, to feel this level of creation. And um, yeah, thank you for, for showing, for showing the world what's possible in partnership. Thank you, Meredith. It was such a pleasure to be here and to um, connect with you. And thanks to all the listeners who got to tune in and have their minds blown today. Thank you. All right. Until next time, serving love. Love you all. Thank you for listening to serving love podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. You can find me in social media as Meredith Lynn. Until next time, I wish you lots of love. Thank you.